This is JFM Podcast. Politics determines how much of our desired society we experience. I assure you that we shall do even better. I assure you I will secure the country. Immediately this government came, they took measures, things improved, but it didn't last long and it wasn't sustained. And what has happened thereafter is that things have deteriorated to a level that was inconceivable. From every corner of the world, we bring politics, operations right to your comfort zone, home and abroad. We keep you abreast of everything that relates to decision-making and more. The solution is basically that those who are presently in government must listen. They must listen to citizens. They must listen to experts. There is no point in this arrogance. Join the impeccable duo of Ponsak Fanab and Obayemi Akiyode on Nigeria at Sunset. Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 6 p.m. on J101.9 FM. Good evening, welcome to, uh, I wanted to say welcome to our country, but well, welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Well, there's a very peaceful um, Tuesday evening. Today is the 11th day in the month of uh, May 2021, and today marks the death of... Um, well, they call it Mali Day, basically. Uh, so today is uh, marking, you know, a very important, you know, icon in the world of music. Someone that has made so much huge impact. And he left, you know, when he was uh, 36 years old, there about, yeah, 36 years old. He did some really incredible music and he shared his spirit, his soul. I would say even his body with the world, you know, in the songs that he wrote and how he performed music. He perfected the, the genre called reggae music and he used that uh, song for uh, liberation. In the mid uh, 20th century, 1950s, 60s, 70s, there about, you know, towards the, uh, you know, towards the end of the uh, century, the 20th century. But Mali. Uh, songs have been used to charge uh, nationalism, revolution, and emancipation, I would say, of the black race and in even oppressed people around the world. And he sought for a time where, you know, the black race all over the world, you know, we unite and, you know, stand strong and stand for one thing. So today marks Mali Day. How is it going? And uh, good evening to you. Well, uh, just to add up to what you've said, uh, when you remember, uh, you know, how late Fela Nicola Pokuti, you know, brought up and revolutionized the business of Afrobeats, uh, its genre, bringing it to the big stage. And then, you know, you look at, you know, Bob Marley as well. Uh, sometimes it's not how long you stayed, but the much impact you were able to make. 
a couple of days back i watched a documentary on the late tupac and it, what really caught me is the fact that it was just about 25 when he died and how many years down the line people still regard him as one of the greatest rappers to ever lived alongside you know uh uh bob Marley as well uh the the, the, the story behind him the story uh, behind you know how much he was able to use music to speak to his people our staff from the street of jamaica exported reggae to the entire world and you look at the works of Damien Mali, the works of Ziggy Mali, then you ask yourself, you know, it throws you back to the likes of uh, Sheon Kuti, Femi Kuti as well, how much these people were able to put themselves into their kids, into their children, continue, you know, that line of music, sharing thoughts, sharing ideas, trying to bring consciousness to the people. Somebody said recently that the late fellow Nkulakbo uh, was the president Nigeria would never have, and it shows you how music had been labeled to over the years uh, brought some level of consciousness to the mind of the people. Yes, if you look at the way, you know, Mali Day has been celebrated. I had my reservations just this afternoon. I was looking at some posts, some, uh, you know, made, and I was like, if you really understand what Bomali is about, then you know that it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just about weed. It's not just about, you know, uh, marijuana. It's not just about those things. It's about the quality of what it brings to the table. And if you sit down with, uh, you know, uh, a Zionist, that's what they call themselves, and you listen to how passionate they are about emancipation that you understand what Bomali was about when he was still alive and yeah. it looks like uh, he's one of those iconic individuals that till humanity stop existing will definitely continue to enjoy their music yeah well uh, Mali you know I've always maintained that for me um, it's better to die for a cause higher mm. than me than you know to die for myself I mean that's that's the only reason you know I, I strongly believe that love is the highest reality ever known to man mm. uh, even if is a human idea, but I want to see it metaphysically. You know, it's something metaphysical is beyond uh, physical. So uh, the challenge that I'm going to throw to you tonight is that what gift are you using, you know, to bring uh, some healing, you know, to the world? What gift are you, uh, do you have that you want to bring peace, you want to bring comfort, you want to bring philosophy, you know, to uh, people? Well, so many bad news, I would say, in our country. But let's start with the good news. And then the, some people feel the yeah. media is not reporting good news. <laughs> well, like I said yesterday, <laughs> you know, it's... I mean, it's a challenge even mm. to myself, you mm. know, and that's why today I had to, you know, search for something, you know, good. Uh, the uh, the executive uh, secretary to the um, Nigerian Programs Commission extended condolence, warm condolence to the uh, family of the Bongom Joss, you know, that Victor Doctor, uh, that Doctor Jacob Yang Buba. <laughs> I wanted to say Victor. <laughs> Yeah, well, extended condolence, you know, to him. Uh, it was through the press statement that I, I learned that, you know, he lost his uh, mother mm. and even the um, pastor, senior pastor of uh, Redeemed Christian Church of God, you know, condoling. And it, for me, when I read that, I said, you know, here's someone that I would say, is a man of peace because even the Bible will say they'll rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn. Those that are mourning. Absolutely. So for me, reading that statement, you know, from uh, Reverend Doctor Yakubu Pam, you know, it was I would say really heartwarming, mm. condoling. You know, with the, I feel that at times we need to pause and do some humane, you know, uh, things. You know, for example. I, it's very tough for uh, uh, Pastor E. Adibo, you know, for his, I think his son is 43. Mm. So maybe he was thinking that uh, God has allowed my son, you know, to reach 
uh, this stage. And if you read the statement, you know, from uh, Reverend Dr. Yakubo, they are really soothing uh, statement, pointing, you know, one back to uh, the to basics, the if I say the ba- Absolutely. So uh, it's very tough. Mm. It's very tough, you know, for but for the Bongom losing his uh, mother, you know, Ongo is going to be with the Lord. And of course, he had the well, that's the reality of our country. Okbai, did you read the news that uh, gunmen invaded Asurok or made an attempt? You know, if it was during uh, the military, they would say any attempted attempt to attempt is an attempt. You know, they call that in literature alliteration. When you use, you know, successive, successive uh, consonant sounds, you know, to uh, make a statement, any attempted attempt to attempt is an, is attempt. an attempt. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yesterday when I read it, I say, "Oh my God, okay." Um, I don't know how to take that. So, first, the website, People's Gazette. I've I've read people. I think since last year, I've mm. uh, come across People's Gazette before. No, I would say two years ago before I left uh, Twitter. That was when they were about to get their verification from Twitter, their Twitter handle. But uh, I've been seeing, you know, some uh, cut and paste here and there, and I see that they have now the blue ribbon mm. on their Twitter handle. So uh, it shows that there's some level of, you know, trust to their source of information. Mm. I was really surprised the official residence of the chief of staff to the president, you know, been attempting to be boggled. Well, attempted I, I, attempts. Is an any attempted attempt to attempt is, is an, an attempt. attempt. Yeah. And must be treated like an attempted attempt. No, but but you see <laughs> but you see you including you know, some sound you included some sound. I say any attempted attempt to attempt is an attempt. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's A A A A sound. That is called alliteration, you know, in, in literature. It's, well, it's, it's very uh, very pathetic, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, this is Nigeria. Um, you wake up every single day, and there's something really interesting, as uninteresting as it may sound. I mean, it sounds really interesting. Uh, if the seat of power, where it's supposed to be one of the most protected facilities in this country, uh, could be brought into, whether at 3 a.m. or at 9 p.m., whatever time it was, mm. and if you're not safe uh, within the corridors of the presidency, or where Mr. President president stays and then if i stay at state locust i shouldn't feel safe if i stay at ijebo uh, day i shouldn't feel safe and i remember at some point uh, one of these uh, special assistants to mr president uh you know a jury joined us on the show and he said since six years now that mr uh, president became uh the president of nigeria there had not been a single bomb attack in abuja now if the seat of power is not safe then it shows that your security is at your own discretion it's uh, at your own wisdom or perhaps at how much you can afford to keep yourself and your family safe and i think what really caught me in the whole story is the front and back you know some people trying to discredit people's gazette as a fake news source and all of that end of the day the president started to release a statement and they said it was a foolish attempt i mean and there was an attempt and if uh, that attempt could get to that level uh, it makes more of everything we live for. Yeah, go and that, check the constitution. Go and check the budget. I mean, that's what. How much yeah. they create for security every single year? The security of Asuron. And we've done a lot of things about that. At some point, they said not even Prastamo you can find in the Asuron clinic. And 198 million, almost every single year, is a max to equip the clinic at little as seven three billion. I mean, and we're asking billion. ourselves if that if the office of the chief of staff to Mr. President is not safe, and then Mr. President should also. 
learn not to sleep with two eyes closed. Yeah, well, they if said that. At all, according to what the minister said, that uh, Mr. President is working day and night to make sure that everything is under control. Maybe he doesn't sleep since he works morning and night, so he doesn't sleep. Yeah, well, they said that uh, they gave him a home, you know, around uh, defense um, quarters. And, and he, he said, said to work close to Mr. President. Absolutely, because he's a chief of staff, so mm. he just wants to be strong through away. I understand that he's a chief, so uh, exigency of office, yeah. you know, has to happen that way. But it, it's really, uh, for me, it's a shame to me as a Nigerian. Imagine how an American will feel if the, there's an attempt on the White House. I mean, that's a seat of power. I was, and the CNN White House reported, is even open to the public yeah, because C- all CNN. the libraries underground the White House is open to the public. CNN, we have about CNN, 3 million people yeah. every every week. CNN reported that, uh, you know, there's a they want to, okay, let's not even go to that because <laughs> of the security implication, you know. Mm. Uh, it, but it just goes to show that the DSS, I don't care which party, and that's why I had to cut the call on someone yesterday, mm. hang up on someone, uh, because he said so-called president. No. With due respect, you know. He's the president. He's the president. He's the Whether you like chief. It, he's my president and he's your president. Yes. Even if you are not loyal to, uh, you know, the country. You oh. must be loyal to the cities occupying. Absolutely. So that is, you know, the point. So uh, it is, and I'm calling on security, especially intelligence, uh, the intelligence community, uh, to really up the ante. Hmm. NIA, DIA, you know, uh, SSS, you know, the F. FIB, you know, SIB, Special Investigative Bureau, up the ante. I mean, it's going to be really disastrous, you know, if anything happens to President Muhammad Bari. Forget, you know, this is not about politics. Uh-uh. He's not an APC president. No. He's a Nigerian president. Uh, so uh, take it or leave it. Uh, this is, you know, your president. But uh, please, the inter- intelligence community, you need to renew your drive, renew uh, your zeal, you know, to protecting our dear president. We love him and we don't want our country to be thrown into chaos, at least. And we trust your good judgment that you're going to help our, our country, you know, with all of the security threat. And today there was a security meeting between the service chiefs and the president, and they told him that uh, they are going to review all he has approved a new uh, security tactic, you know, in the uh, southeast. And just today, an LDA, NDLE office was uh, burned down i think in anambara state um yes um ohafia that is uh in anambara state it was uh burned down uh well it has been alleged that uh, the attack was carried out by ipop indigenous people of biafra i recall that uh, because of this security threat just yesterday or the day before a security a policeman was murdered in uh, river state port Harcourt, and we had to extend the time of the curfew it's very pathetic, you know, uh, what's going on. This is not the best way to go. Uh, if you don't like the country, then you can leave. But don't bond the country for those who like the country. I mean, and I this mean, is... We're, we're, we are struggling to build our country. Exactly. But if you don't like our country... You leave. You can just leave. I mean, the membership... Just leave. Or don't the, bond our country. Being a Nigerian is not something they put the gun to your head to continue to be. You can apply to be citizen of any other country. Unfortunately, this same local government was where, you know, police formation was attacked a few days ago. Even the INEC office in that same Ohafia local government was burnt now. Now it's the office of the NDLE. And, I mean, I, I've said it over 
over and over again. Uh, there was a security meeting earlier today with the southeastern governors, with some of their southwestern counterparts, and uh, it, it just it just throws that that, that conversation open again. Uh, is there any deliberate attempt, or is this a calculated attempt? Is it is, is it is it is it all of a plan and coordinated effort of some people to continue to you know turn these security formations to soft targets? Uh, prison yards have been blown and gates thrown open. Criminals have been allowed to walk freely back into the society, even the condemned ones. I mean, it, it boils down to this fact. If you continue to complain about, you know, the underfunding of the police, uh, the security architecture of this country, if you continue to talk about uh, have, you know, shortage of manpower to handle the security challenges you are facing, and you're making it impossible, I will say this. The Nigerian police officer is not the problem of this country. Uh, the Nigerian soldier is not the problem of this country. So all I've done uh, is to have sworn to protect you because I wear you uniform and you see me on the road and you attack me i have families at home i have kids that need to grow up and know that they have a father so if if, if this is a calculated attempt to continue to you know break down or weaken the structure the already you know light system that we have then we need to call ourselves into question you want you cannot use violence to control violence and you need to understand the fact that the government will not fold their hands if you destroy these public facilities the monies that are supposed to fix the electricity in your village or to give you ball in your, they'll use it to build back that police station you suffer it at the end of the day it's, it's a, simple it doesn't make sense one bit the people's democratic party is calling that uh, the npa boss uh, that is a uh, former director because she's been suspended hadiza bala usman uh, and the minister for transportation uh pro-prosecuted. That's what the People's Democratic Party are calling for. Uh, calling the Buhari administration, you know, that they should be probed. Uh, we have this insert from Mohammed Mukhtar, Secretary of the Presidential Tax Force, you know, on COVID-19, announcing new guidelines against basically restriction to contain the third wave of coronavirus. If you have been watching, following the news, if you see what's happening in India, it's pathetic. Although that's a media reportage, I'm mm. not on ground to see uh, what's going on? Uh, India is one of the world's biggest manufacturers or producers of vaccine. Even Canada, you know, collected some vaccine, you know, from that. But from there, from India. But what is stopping India from getting their population being inoculated, you know, against coronavirus? Mm. That is one big question that I've been asking. I'm yet to uh, find out that. And of course, in the news, uh, if you've been following what is happening in Jerusalem, I, I, I do hope that you pray for the holy city mm. because it's really, really it terrible. Yeah, yesterday, mm. you know, before bed, I had to watch uh, television. Al Jazeera was reporting something different. And and CNN was reporting uh, something different. No, the Jewish Post. There's one, uh, I think, the, no, the Israel Times, the Times of Israel. That's in, I love following the, because I always want to make sure that I keep tabs what is going on in the Middle East. It's one region of the world that I find really interesting. Uh, so they were rep rep reporting, you know, different thing altogether. So there you go. Well, when we come back, we have an erudite guest, a public affairs commentator, and a public intellectual as well. He's going to dissect and help us analyze and grapple the issues. Stay here. There are strong concerns about the non-compliance to public health and social measures, which are contained in the Health Protection Regulation 2021. Specifically, the level of adherence to the use of face masks, physical distancing, temperature checks in public spaces, hand washing, and limitations placed on large gatherings remain very poor. 
In some areas, these are even non-existent. In line with the increasing risk of a surge in cases, the PSC is therefore maintaining the enforcement of the COVID-19 health protection regulation. This is to mitigate the risk of a spike in new cases while the nation vaccine, nationwide vaccine rollout continues. The national response continues to focus on achieving a balance between preserving lives and livelihoods while working towards long-term epidemic control. Further to this recommendation, and effective from 0001 hours of Tuesday, 11th May 2021, this phase four of the first restriction of movement shall come into effect. We shall maintain restrictions on mass gatherings outside work settings with a maximum number of 50 people in any enclosed space. Approved gatherings must be held with physical distancing measures and other non-pharmaceutical interventions in place. Event centers, bars, nightclubs shall remain closed until further notice. Restaurants are to provide eat-in at 50% capacity and provide takeaways where available. These measures are to enable the government of Nigeria effectively prevent and control the resurgence of an acute phase of this pandemic, continue to strengthen our public health systems, and protect the lives of Nigerians and our economy. It is critical that greater ownership and responsibility of these measures are secured from both the general public and government institutions across federal and state levels. It is believed that these steps will help consolidate the gains made thus far and position our country to effectively overcome the pandemic going forward. Well, glad you're still here in case you just tune in. Uh, my name is Ponsak Fanap. Okpaemi Akinyori is right here. And uh, we have on the program Nigeria at Sunset, uh, that is Mr. John Keller. Good evening and thanks for coming. Good evening. Thank uh, you for having me. Let me turn the public apology that I had to pull you from all your work, you know, to the studio here. So uh, apologies, please. No problem. Yeah, well, Mr. Keller, I mean, when you read the news that... Um, there was an attempt to boggle the official residence of uh, Professor Ibrahim Gambari, the chief of staff of the president, and uh, Mr. Mekano, an official, you know, in the presidency inside Asorok, just a street away from Asorok, you know, um, as a Nigerian. How did you, what, 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 what were your initial thoughts and how did you feel as a citizen of Nigeria? Well, good evening, um, the good citizens of um, Plateau State. Um, basically, the security situation in this country is becoming, you know, something that is worth working on. At first, when I read the news feeds on the uh, attempted, you know, boggling of um, the office of the chief of staff, I thought probably it was one of those, you know, fake news. I had to take time to ask questions and um, even my friends that work within the security circle in Abuja, mm -hmm. I had to make calls and um, it was, yeah, something like that happened. And it goes to show in clear terms how, 
you know, the issue of security is being handled with levity. And I've said before that um, Nigeria is becoming a country that's waging a war against itself. Because even those in authority that are supposed to act on the issues that are bedeviling the country in terms of security, they are just quiet and nothing has been done. When you look at it from the southeast to the south-south to the middle belts to the southwest, everywhere is saturated. And it goes to show that even the issue has overwhelmed the presidency. But it becomes unfortunate when you hear... Yeah, are, are you saying with certainty that it has, is, it has overwhelmed the presidency? Very well. No, the, 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 that's and you are hinging, will you hinge on raising on the attempt boggling uh, of the you know, official residence of the chief of staff of the president? I, I know very well how protective the presidential villa is, right? Because that is where the number one citizen of the country is. And invaders could invade the residents or invade the presidential villa making an attempt to boggle into an office there's more to all that because we have to face the truth and tell ourselves the reality and that is where we are lagging in because the presidency and this government is holding on the fact that every day we are working on the security situation of the country working on it but we are not seeing the result of working over the issue because it is either one problem from day one, day two, day three. That's what I'm saying. It was unfortunate to even hear Lion Mohammed saying that the problem of security in Nigeria has not overwhelmed the presidency. That is total fallacy. Okay, uh, let me ask you this question. If you were Muhammadu Buhari, the president now, and this thing happened, will you doubt the loyalty of uh, military officers uh, to the constitution? you know to obey and respect the constitution because several times the presidency has have said that they are aware even for much of Amistad to Kuruburta he said that they are aware that some military officers are planning to overthrow this government and so you know on the same the show I said if you are aware you know if and if you have sworn to protect democracy and be loyal both to uh, the Nigeria Nigeria as a country and the president uh, you know as the president of our country I, the onus lies on you to fish out these people. So now the heat is going closer to the president. Will you say, if you are the president, are you going to doubt the loyalty of uh, some military officers uh, to protect democracy uh, from crumbling? Well, to, to, to react to that, right, we are not actually learning from history. Um, if it were in other climes, what the president would have done is to summon an emergency security meeting. The emergency yeah, which situation, it, did. Yeah. it goes beyond just holding a meeting with so service chiefs, chiefs okay. right? You have ex-head of states, you have ex-presidents, right? You have people in the security circle. Now, you begin to look at it from the times of Obasanjo. How were you able to handle the security situation in the country as it were? It moves to the times of Yar Adua. Get those who were handling the security within that period and also try to find out how were you able to stem the security situation. Then that moves to your own time. Mm -hmm. So when you are holding such a meeting, you have a meeting with key players and key st 
stakeholders who are well versatile in security issues that will look at these issues from the four pecs you know of the security angle now when you look at those issues with clarity of mind i believe definitely you have a solution so it goes beyond just having you know a security meeting with service chiefs and begin to look at the issues i remember during the time of Boratai, he said something very clearly that there are fifth colonies and columnist even within the security you know sector now that now calls for profiling of the security there are many stories making the rounds of compromise within the security circle now if we can do ourselves as a country a great deal of good is for us to take a total profile of all our security agencies because definitely i know there are people who actually give out information to some of these terrorists or some of these bandits because the trail on the movements of the security is always out and that gives them an urge over our own security because there are people who are fighting with great determination to ensure that the insurgency you know ends but we're not seeing an end to it all we hear every day are stories that we will work on the security situation and we can assure you that it will soon be a thing of the past. And as soon as such statements are made, you hear of the next attack the next day. So we definitely, if I am the president of the country, mm -hmm. definitely within the security apparatus within the villa, because it's not the regular um, security that um, are stationed in the villa. There are special trained security forces within the presidential villa. And then you must need to profile what actually happened, what Led to the invasion and how did it happen so that you look begin to look at the, the the loose ends within that perimeter and find a way of nipping it in the bird before mm. it becomes something else because the villa now as it is it is very very vulnerable okay will you say it's time for the Buari administration to come out uh, openly and tell nigerians that look this is the truth Perhaps we're not, be, we can't do it uh, anymore. Just yesterday, Hakim Baba, uh, Bello Ahmed, or the day before, national television said that the president should be impeached if he can, you know, protect the lives and properties of Nigerians. To, to be frank with you, the government of President Muhammad Buhari has lost touch with the reality in terms of the security of this country. And if you have lost touch in so, right, you can seek for support you can seek for help so that Nigerians can be better protected. Now, you have people who are struggling with the economic, you know, woes of the country mm. because the Nigerian economy is no longer, you know, um, um, it's no longer viable for people who want to even go into business. You are battling with the rising cost of goods and services. You are battling with quite a lot of challenges that are bedeviling the country. And worse of it, you cannot even go out because this is the raining season. And farmers are beginning to make moves to go into the farm and farm. And everybody is scared of attacks. Particularly in the fringes of the Middle Belt, where people find this period as a very special period for us to put foot on the, our table. Mm -hmm. So basically, the presidency needs to work on this issue because as far as we're concerned, the president has lost touch with the reality. I remember very well people saying that, no, the president is sick and all this and the rest. When President Yer Adwa was in power, even within the challenges he was having in health-wise, the little opportunity he has goes to the office and look at 
you know, the files working on issues that will affect Nigerians positively. So it's not a matter of whether it is a president of APC or the president of PDP. What happened during the Jonathan's administrations? Nigerians are not trying to remember all those things, but Nigerians are trying to forge ahead because Nigerians in 2015 voted the president to provide security to guarantee the welfare of the Nigerian people. I remember very well that even the church was divided. So that shows that it was not a Muslim president that Nigerians were voting. They were voting for a president that will correct the wrongs, the perceived wrongs of what they said was happening during President Jonathan. And even when those civil activists came out, the professors, the doctors, and all the professionals to challenge the administration of President Jonathan, where are they today? Because what we are now saying is that everybody is scared to speak out. And for as long as we are scared to speak the truth and tell the president points blank that you have failed Nigerians in all your promises, these problems will continue to persist. Okay, now, uh, let's talk about the opposition. Uh, a couple of days back, a friend of mine raised a concern in uh, you know, in an open social platform, and he was talking about how the opposition in this country had not been able to provide alternative uh, to what we have. Uh, whether you say propaganda, whether you say the opposition, but we saw what the then ACN before it metamorphosed into the APC after coming together of a faction of APGA, the CPC, and all of that. But look at what we have now. Almost about the only time you get to hear a, a, a different voice, maybe call out coming out to you know challenge some fact and all of that. But leading into 2023, whether we like it or not, by the end of 2021, uh, probably governance is going to stop and politics will go on in a big stage. Uh, it looks like everyone is coming out now with with, with a, a card to put on the table. You're talking about you know Kawa Defire, me the chairman of governance firm. You're looking at you know uh, Tinubu. You're looking at even verify so much conversation but in terms of the role of the opposition uh, in what should help democracy to get better what had gone wrong with you know discerning alternative voices that we should have in this country uh, to provide checks and balances to provide uh, you know a push to the sitting government that looks to be so comfortable right now you see um prior to 2015 how did this government even came to power because the road on the platform of propaganda. I mean, propaganda is part yeah, of politics. Very well, right. So what we're expecting the present political parties, that's, that's, I mean, expecting from the opposition parties, not just because I remember that there were multiple of political parties who were fighting to unseat the president. That was even as of 2019. No, it goes beyond the issue of just, you know, um, reacting to issues that is affecting the presidency. When you are checkmating the government, you checkmate the government based on policies. I have seen that in other climes where success, where, where, where governments were changed via bringing out issues, you know, that to hit on the government, because there are so many issues that the government is not handling well. And the opposition party, as an opposition party, you are to re-engineer because being in the opposition, you feel the pains. Because for those who are into the, at the who are at the center stage of governance, they will not agree to the fact that what they are doing is wrong. That is why you see the lieutenants in government in 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 in, in um, the lieutenants in in the serving government. Usually, what they do, they defend 
They are always on the defensive side. They defend the administration at all costs. Because we have never seen anybody who is serving under an administration coming out to tell Nigerians that this government has failed us. So the other aspect is that those who are serving in the administration are not telling Nigerians. It is what the opposition party should be doing. Last week, uh, the INEC actually won a case in court, uh, you know, to uphold the decision to deregister, you know, 74 political parties in this country. And in the course of the weekend, we read reports that INEC is also in the process of registering 43 more political parties. Now, in all of this, uh, where does it position uh, a typical Nigerian, for instance, that is tired of this status quo? and want to use his or you know voters card to make a change in 2023 it looks like there's no credible alternative to what we have on ground right now it's not all about having multiple political parties when you check the result of the last election you will see very clearly how many votes those political parties got but does it worry you that we're sliding gradually into a one-party system in this country especially with the lack of quality from the opposition that's what i'm saying Having the multiple political parties will not guarantee us a credible leadership. Mm. But what we need is that having these multiple political parties, realizing that any government that is in power, if you fail Nigerians, you can put yourselves together, right, to support probably a strong candidate, quality candidate that can serve Nigerians. Now, tilting towards the issue of having a one political party system is because of the rot in the system that we are having because having a one political system in nigeria is nearly impossible but what we see often is that any government that is in power once i am there i must always have a way of working with the electoral body right in seeing that my political party urge other political parties and that is where INEGNIS comes in because if the electoral body is unbiased is fair you know in process of conducting a credible election at least you can see other political parties winning elections even from the house of assembly the reps the senate and even down to the presidency but what you see is that often the party who is at the national that is ruling must always ensure that my political party that is in plateau who is in benue and other states now it now depends on how strong that opposition party is in the state that can edge out the ruling party we have seen a lot of schemes where the ruling government actually tries to you know because it becomes practically impossible for them to even you know rig the election in those states because of how strong probably the person the who is ruling the state mm. is holding on to right so when you are looking for the issue of credibility it boils down back to the electoral umpire how are we going to restructure the electoral system looking forward to 2023 now talking about the restructuring of the electoral system um uh, if you say the umpire now, which is supposed to be electoral body, in this case, the INEC, uh, is supposed to be independent. But yeah. how do you put this side by side when you know that the government in power is the one funding the electoral body? Does this also push to that conversation of the electoral law being reviewed? Uh, you know, situations like independent candidacy where people can come out and be voted into office based on the antecedent and not necessarily on the platform of whatever political party they are coming on. Does this also bring into the cases whereby, you know, maybe single term should be approved for political office order. So whatever you want to do within the space of four years, you should be assessed based on that, not, you know, thinking, okay, if I don't do this in four years, I could have the opportunity to go back into office. What are the things you, you feel should be the, you know, point of interest when it comes to reviewing the electoral laws that we have in this country? I think I was one of those who 
um, was clearly in support of reviewing the electoral laws in Nigeria, um, looking towards the last elections. Um, because we discovered that there are kind of, a lot of loopholes in the electoral system where the, the government in power always have a way of um, getting through the system. Now, when you appoint independent people or you have a body that appoints the man who will man the chairmanship of the Independent National Electoral Commission that is truly independent. That's why a lot of people have asked, how truly is INEC independent in the conduct of elections in Nigeria? Hmm. And the question is no, because the money backs, because the resources that are meant you know, for the development of the nation, those are the monies that are usually devolved to the various areas to buy up electoral offices in the system. And having somebody who is independent you know, in conducting that election, that is the question that a lot of Nigerians have been asking till date. Now, the independent candidature that you always talk about, I am always in view. Because if you have the popularity, the credibility, and the capacity to lead Nigerians, the electoral law should be reviewed in such a way that it will create room for those kind of people that will come independently to via. Because most political parties, what they need most often is money. Because they cannot just allow a single individual to purchase a nomination form to via for a certain political party. They will tell you that the more the merrier, because more people coming in to purchase, that's where they get more, more money, money to fund the, the political party. Mm. Now, but when you have an independent candidate that has quality, that is tested, that is proven to actually serve Nigerians. I think, um, and you campaign broadly, that Nigerians issue know your capacity. Issue-based campaign, not mm -hmm. what we have. Based, you lay your issues based on propaganda. I believe Nigerians would prefer even some of those issues. <clears throat> because I remember at a time when I was um, planning to even contest for a political party, I'm a political position at a certain level. Some of us were looking at, okay, if you are popular at your level, why can't we try it this way? So looking forward to 2023, the reforms within the electoral system, we want to see an electoral umpire that will come out clearly with regulations that will guarantee a credible election in 2023 because Nigerians are tired of the mess that we're having right now. All right. Well, we can join the conversation. I would love to hear from you. Go uh, to our social media handles. Uh, let me announce that to you just in the jiffy. Uh, you can call 090 9884 or you call 090 0905566699. Before you call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio. You can also reach us on Facebook at facebook.com for slash JFM and on Instagram and Twitter at JFM And you can also follow our broadcasts and maybe the podcast on www.jfm.ng every single time we're with you. On Twitter, Thomas Tokman is saying, This is a rhetorical question. Insecurity is almost impossible to be salvaged in this administration because it seems not to matter to the three arms of government. But with what happened on Sunday to the chief of staff makes me feel maybe rescue might come likely in the days in the later days you say achimogu isaac is saying i have zero confidence that this government can salvage the insecurity considering that they have flame found the flames themselves unless of course the president is abducted <laughs> okay surprisingly they are heading there if gunmen can break into the asshole rock you say 
Mahanma Fue is saying patriotism is difficult when there's a brazen abuse of power. There's allegiance to persons rather than to the state. Sadly, that is our situation in Nigeria today. Shatima Ruben is saying nowhere is safe. God help my country, Nigeria. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening, Ponsak. Could you turn down the volume of your radio, please? I've done that. Thank you. Tell us your name and join the conversation. We're glad you called. I'm Mr. Onoja calling from Tidwada. Well, let's name. Permit me to say something in Aosa. Go ahead, sir. Uh, there is a saying in Aosa that. There was a time I told you, I want to talk with you on a personal, not on a public. I came to office almost uh, three times. There was a day I came. You came out of the compound because I know what I want to share with you. You will not allow me to share it on radio, on the air. So please, I want to meet, I want to talk with you. Please, I don't know. Can you arrange? I've not come to arrest you. I've come to share. Yeah, well, some yeah, well, thank you. That we'll see to it. We'll see to it. Thank you. Please. Yeah, we'll see to it. Thank you. Thank you. you know, I get lots of, you know, that, you know, most of the times. And uh, if people say they want to see me, it's something that most of the times I can't handle. I don't have most of the, I don't have, you know, any power anywhere. So if you come to me, you think that I have any power. I do not have any power. I'm just a common, you know, uh, ordinary person that, you know, uh, you know, wants to be happy. And I love my job, basically. Uh, hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Uh, good evening, Professor I'm from Kandan. Well, listening to you. I'm a veteran. I talk about security. Go ahead, sir. You're listening. I'm with you. Are you hearing me? No, go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead, sir. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. What happens is if any government that does not listen to advice, most of us are veterans. I have, I, I studied a degree for six years. There's no place I don't need some data for it as a veteran. Now, most of us are rejected. All this, most of this of recruitment in the service is the greatest part of failure from the, from the service. Thank you and thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much. You can call 0909-884-8848. Uh, both lines are up and running. Uh, so, Okba will take uh, some Facebook comment uh, before we come back. But Rutumbriwa Ezra on uh, Twitter said, This government has shown clearly that they can't give Nigerians any good thing, uh, you say. Maybe, okay, let's take this phone call before we uh, go to Facebook. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening, Ponsa. Thank you for and calling. Yeah. Esther from Mangozi. Esther, thanks for calling. We're listening to you. Thank you. You see what is happening in this country, Ponsas. To be honest with you, our leaders all know, know about what is happening. Hello, Madam Hello. Esther. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Because the governor of Niger State told us that these people has raised their flag in Niger State and pulled down the flag of Nigeria. And what did this government do? They did nothing about it. So what do you expect next? 
they have to enter the Asoro. And they want to take over the country. That is, they want to control this country. And our leaders, they are looking at it. They are not saying anything. It's not a, it's not a surprise to me. I knew that something like this was going to happen. But this government doesn't want to take our advice. So what will we do? We'll watch and look and pray to God to help us. Thank you and God bless Thank you, Madam Esther. Let's take uh, some uh, Facebook comments. Okay, TJ Manari says uh, on Facebook, uh, the place of security in this country is on another level. How on earth would a place like the Asurog be invaded? Are you sure this is not another planned work uh, to take the minds of Nigeria away from Pantami and Fada Mbaka issue? The Nigerian politics is full of stories and episodes which will keep the people busy and complaining for eight years. Why the politicians will keep looting public funds? Uh, with being interrogated, see, okay, with being uninterrogated till that tenure is over. Uh, the government can salvage the state of insecurity in this country only if they want to. I believe the government are aware of the perpetrators of these killings and kidnappings going on in our country. Ransom had been paid, communications have been made, agreements have been reached between the government and the kidnappers. So if the government wants to end this menace, uh, they would they will until then our fate is in god's hands good evening and god bless my country nigeria and that for albert akaya daxa stephen ashom says we lost confidence in this government the insecurity of the nation is really deteriorating even asorok was attacked so let tell me who is safe in this country okay as vanaya ilia davo says we really need foreign assistance in the uh, it's like the Alarm raised by Senator Smart is draining away. The security system in the state is in a state of collapse and they've overwhelmed and out of idea with the hashtag robbery in Asurok. Okay, Izan Gazi says, As seriously, this administration has failed Nigerians already. No positive news, always negative news for us. Uh, to be safe in this country, we must remain committed to God Almighty because the people that are supposed to be in the position, they won't give them changes or opportunity to rule. Uh, God have mercy on this country. That report is inaccurate to me. Please uh, let GFM management extend this program time with 30 more minutes. My opinion. Okay. Uh, the recent realities reaffirmed Jack's stance that there would have been saboteurs in this cabinet. If such saboteurs are growing in numbers day by day, and then uh, we're all in deep trouble. Asurok is not a mere rock for brigands to just have a smooth walk through. The benefactors of insecurity in Nigeria are still the beneficiaries. May God help us. Comrade Antiba says, it's unfortunate, like Mohammed, the information minister says that it is not the responsibility of the government at the federal level to prosecute criminals. Then what really is the responsibility of the federal government? This simply shows that the federal government is not fighting terrorism in this country. Where is the fate of Nigerians, for God's sake? We must say no to bad leaders. Uh, this is the worst democratic administration in the history of this country. I'm of the opinion that Mr. President should resign. Or he should be impeached. That is my take. May God help us. Johnson Madweke. Uh, he says, uh, sometimes in Nigeria issue, they are all laughable, but in reality, it's a serious matter. I think the best solution to all of this is to answer this so-called name. Okay. Amanasi absent. Let's not give up on our securities. They need our prayers and support. Maybe something good can come out positive from them. We cannot afford to give up on this 
country. Principal Joseph Meluma says, uh, the walls of Nigeria is now painted with the blood of innocent people. Imagine the rate IDPs who have become refugees in their own country. Are we in a war? Since even security agents are not safe, then nobody is safe in this country. It's unfortunate. That Nigeria has become a banana republic and a failed state under this PMB administration. May God heal us. Uh, these messages keep pouring in. Uh, Batcourt Emmanuel says the security situation on Nigeria is a very bad shape now, but let not lose hope. The reason why evil excel is because the good people do nothing about it. Good work, JFM. Uh, Kennedy Amagong, most of the people suspected to be responsible for the spread of insecurity in this country belong to a particular religion, tribe, and region. And you're expecting Buhari to protect us as a Nigerian, then you're a joker. Wake up. Okay, Gyang Chogi says, six years down the line and insecurity is still in the increase. Nigeria is now rated the third most terrorized nation on earth. I think even the unborn do not have confidence that security can be better under this government. To me, the worst of the worst is what we have seen and what Nigerians should expect. This will be... Hello. Hello, good evening. My I'm calling from Abbasa. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much. What I want to say this evening is that Insecurity will not stop in Nigeria because even the presidency there are the choice to book along and ban it. That's my take. Yeah, thank you. Well, this will be the last uh, phone call on the show tonight. Uh, Mr. John Kelly, uh, you know, respond to uh, the comment so far you've heard. And, and going forward, uh, what would you say? Because the federal government is afraid of protests. I mean, they've clamped down. Even plan to say there's a ban on protests or any form of protest procession, uh, so to speak. And at the federal level, you know, the federal government have always denied Shiite, you know, their constitutional right to protest, demanding the release of their leaders. And of course, the NSAS protests. You saw how the federal government mm -hmm. responded. Uh, will you? What will you say? You know, in this regard, that you know, insecurities even threatening Nigeria's, you know, seat of power, for example. Example, and how will you want the Buhari government to respond to it in view of what Lai Mohammed said that the Buhari administration has all it takes, for example, to clamp down on any form of crime and criminality in our country? Well, if you listen to the comments or the calls from um, uh, the people and the polls of the people, you understand that people are tired of the uh, situation in Nigeria. Um, because you have to be alive mm -hmm. before you hustle for your daily bread. And that's just the only thing that Nigerians are asking for. If you cannot provide job for us, don't worry, but create the environment for us and let us um, go about doing our businesses so, so that we can survive with our families. And um, looking at the issue in the country in terms of security, of course, the government can handle the situation, but the government is incapacitated for the fact that there are people who are feasting, you know, in the insecurity. It's just like a business. I have said here before that when you allow... It is not just. Yeah, <laughs> if you allow the non-state actors, mm. right, to start delving into issues that are very, very serious, that will create room for uncertainty. Mm. And now, and those people are looking at it that, okay, I have access to this, I have access to that, and that is affecting the entire system. So the government needs to... I remember very well that $1 billion, right, was released for the procurement of armament, security, high-tech, you know, to fight the insurgency. What happened to the $1 billion? Nobody's 
saying anything about it. And the National Assembly, we have a total of almost um, 469 people. That's 100 and, uh, 109 in the House of Reps and 360 in the Senate. Mm-hmm. They are the representative of the people. This is a time they need to step up action and begin to speak to the government right at the higher level mm-hmm. so that they can delve into these issues and find a way or find a solution to it. I think that will go a long way to help us instead of just being there, making a compromise. I know a few people are talking, right? But the majority of the people seem to be comfortable with what is happening. If you listen to the smart Adeyemi and the actions, the gestures... Horrible Dachi Magos, Musa Bagos, member representing sorry, just south and just east. Yeah, he also reacted to such of those issues. Absolutely. Well, on this note, we're going to allow the conversation to rest here. Absolutely a pleasure with you, Mr. John Kelly, always having a great, awesome conversation. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Stay tuned to the news top of the hour with Doris Zang. Six o'clock it is. The news will come your way. Uh, by me, fortunately, no final word for you. Just have a good evening. I'm going to play the song War by Bob Marley and the Whalers, you know, uh, to mark this special day. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts.